This episode is supported in part by our friends on Patreon. To show your support, visit patreon.com slash Podcast. Welcome to the Code Monkey Podcast, Season 3, Episode 9. As we speak, NASA is launching a mission to steal stuff from asteroids, Apple has declared war on audio, and Alex has more news about the EM drive. Did you know it's your mom's fault that you're smart? All this and more in the next hour. I'm Kevin Giese, and with me, as per usual, it's Bragdon, Alex. How easy was that? Uh, well, that's just as easy as me, for me. Right? See, like, I didn't, usual. didn't have to read anything. We're just, we're, we're, we're back. Alex, how are you? I'm, I'm Alex. I'm very confused. Everything happened and I don't know what's going on. I, like, I think I, I'm dead. I back-timed our whole, like, recording start process. It's amazing. Back-timed? Yeah. You, Are like, you retro-causality? Do you, do you finally support retro-causality, Kevin? No. <laughs> I support organizational paradigms of organization. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I have no idea what you said. At least my thing was actually a thing. Okay, I gotta make sure that is stopped. But yeah, no, I've, I've, we've now got like this whole intro thing. So yeah, the people who are listening to the audio, pod, well, the people who are watching either the video or listening to the audio podcast aren't gonna see. But basically, we've now got like this whole, like, hey, the thing's starting. We've got some music for while we're while we're there, and then and then it just it loads in with the intro, and then we can just talk. We don't have to, like I don't have to read crazy stuff and worry about timing and tuning down knobs and. All of that stuff. Well, because it's because I have stuff on two different sides of my big desk where I was like trying to read stuff, uh, turning all, uh, all the way to my right, yeah. and trying to turn knobs all the way to my left, which is not where the microphone is. <laughs> and it was all no, a big no. ordeal and complicated. I, I'm sure it was, but you know what this means? I can't just like last minute change that block of text at the start. I can't well, like throw you off. That is true. Um. <laughs> oh, this is like the worst day of my life. <laughs> Literally, wow, there's so, never been a worse day. So you've had a pretty good week then. <laughs> N- no, the worst day of my life. I've had a pretty good life. All right. Well, that's something. Positives. How are you? You know, I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. Um, we, Ooh. we should, we should, uh, warn people who, uh, well, we've, we've got one person in the chat today, but we'll, we'll maybe, we'll maybe see other people in the chat soon. Um, we should, we should warn you that there's a NASA launch that maybe you want to be watching instead of, instead of watching us record a podcast. Cause we're going to be boring. In fact, we're probably going to watch the NASA launch. Where's the NASA launch? Yeah. We'll just <laughs> la- watch it instead. Are you actually watching it? I'm not watching it. It's uh, it goes up at six Oh five. And there is there is a stream. I can. We've also yeah, set up the, sure. the 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 the, house, the things that so we can show to people. Look at that. Yeah, but isn't this illegal? Wonderful. Um, probably. No, Maybe. it's NASA. No, it's it's got the space.com imprint on it. It's wow, NASA it's already though. The asteroid. Yep, we already got already to the asteroid. It's amazing. Wow. <laughs> That's really fast. Yes, yeah, so the I, Osiris Rex, not the Oedipus Rex, but the Osiris Rex. Rex which is Rex stands for Reg- Regolith Explorer, um, is going to uh, visit some asteroids, which is pretty cool. I'm going to go ahead and stop that now so that if we are violating some sort of space law. <laughs> space law. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> the, the aliens are going to come down and just take you away, arrest you with their space like police cars. Um, oh, yes. This isn't even the stream. This is just the video that 
like the intro video-y thing. <laughs> See, NASA has intros too, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, we need an intro video now. Now you have to go and animate an intro oh, video God, to go God. along with that. That's your next task. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, No, so NASA is launching, Alex. They're launching and a mission launching to me. go steal stuff. Yes, they're launching Alex to go steal stuff from asteroids. Yep. I'm, I, there's this long tether that I'm tied to. And so at some point in the podcast, I'm just going to go flying out the window. And that'll be, that's when you know it'll be the end of the podcast. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's good that we so. finally have some way to tell. Yes. Well, because it's always weird. We just sort of peter out and we're like, I guess that's it, right? I just decide I don't want to do the podcast anymore. So I say something <laughs> ridiculous and force Kevin to just end on that. Exactly. That's usually how it goes. Well, it's like, we can't continue. What are you even talking? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Or I just mentioned Interstellar. Yes. No, didn't end. Um, oh. But no, so the, these, uh, this is an asteroid sampling mission. So they're going to go to an asteroid and then come back. Yeah. Which is, have we done that before? Uh, no. We've gone to asteroids, but right. we've never come back. They also... I'm, I'm kind of... Sorry, go ahead. Well, wait, there was that one... Maybe we have. But then it broke. I like <laughs> Okay. So so it was this thing, they went out and they got something. I don't know if it was an asteroid, I don't know if it was just like in space collecting like space dust or whatever that just orbits Earth. And then it like fell down, but the parachute didn't deploy. Um, and it crashed in the middle of the desert and like it was a con- it was a like a, a sealed, like no contamination like thing, and it just totally broke open and got horribly, horribly contaminated. Um I don't really know anything more about it, except I remember it had a honeycomb-like structure in which the materials were collected in. So this um, is why we now all may have asteroid cancer? Well, I mean, like, asteroids hit us all the time. How much does probably... that suck? Like, you go, you have a mission, like, it launches fine, it goes out and rendezvous with an asteroid, it lands on the asteroid and gets some some junk, it, it makes its transfer back to Earth manages its re-entry just fine and then at the very end of the probably i don't know 10-year mission or whatever the heck like yeah. oh wait did we remember to arm the dang parachutes okay so it was the nasa genesis spacecraft um, oh right they, from star trek uh, search for spock that one yes so uh we do need to bring into- up it's, it's required we're supposed to bring up star trek many yeah. many times because it is the 50th anniversary at the day that we're recording this of this of course will obviously be going out later but today on, on the third day of september the Thursday of September and it's the 50th anniversary since the broadcast of the very first Star Trek episode of all time. So was that the 50th anniversary of the broadcast of the cage? Which yeah, is that's the, the I episode? didn't look at it. It's just occurring to me now. Is that like the bad Star Trek where Spock is like, I have tons of emotions or is it like, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, that aired in October of, Oh wait, no, excuse me. February of 65. Okay, so um, the the first pilot, well, yeah. So the first pilot was no, it, it, right? Yeah. Okay, so this is probably like the the first series, yeah, because they they did that and basically they were mad. They're like, one, we don't like women. Get rid of Majel Barrett. She can't be on uh-huh. the show, or yep. get rid of Spock. So it's like you can't yeah. have women or aliens on Star Trek. Those two things are illegal. And Gene Roddenberry <laughs> ended like, up nope. going with aliens. So like you have to get rid of one of them. Because those well, are the worst he, possible things that we can imagine Lieutenant- on television in 1960s America. But he kept Lieutenant Uhura. I don't understand, like, what the whole deal with that was. Because, like, still a female main cast member. No, not a main cast member. I that was that was very yeah. much a three-person show. 
Yeah, no, um, you're, you're, with, you're with supporting cast. Whereas the the Major Bear character in in the cage was one of the three. Um, yeah. If the show had gone as as it had been planned at that point. Yeah. So this was this is the fiftieth anniversary of the airing of the Man Trap, um, which oh, yeah. we'll probably be recording right through the actual like broadcasting. Well, no, not quite, because it aired at eight thirty p.m. Uh, Eastern time. And uh, it's seven seven eleven Eastern time right now. So just as this episode is will be concluding for us, the fifty years ago anniversary will officially pass for Star Trek. That's cool. Yes. Anyway, I was saying the I Genesis took a quiz today. <laughs> you took a quiz. I took a quiz today on the internet. <laughs> they asked me what Star Trek captain I was. Oh well, none of them. No, I Picard I'm, in that one episode yes. where he messes up his whole life and yes. isn't a captain anymore. That's to- yes, correct. <laughs> Wait, is that actually what you got? <laughs> I, well, I got Picard, but sure, oh, no. I will take Picard in the inner light. Sure, like I will gladly. No, take no, that. no, no, not the inner light. Picard in tapestry, where he messes up his life with because Q lets him, and then he winds up not a captain anymore. Oh, I would still take that. I'd be yeah, sure. You're just a you're you're a low ranking science officer in that version of reality. Hey, dude, I get to spend more time doing science, less time doing like bureaucracy stuff. And I'm I'm less I'm less of a target as well. You don't get a fish tank in your ready room. And science officer uh, means that I'm not a red shirt. I would be a blue shirt. No, yeah, you're blue. So, but it, yellow so shirts like, were more prone for death in the next generation. So you're, that's you're, yeah, you're but okay. still, so like not a security officer. So I was totally, I'm totally fine. Like I can be the botanist occasionally on away teams, but that's it. You know. Yeah, but scientists do die with more regularity in. But they Star keep Trek most of them around because they need them to go. No, because those were always like the away missions where there are already dead people, and then you have blue shirts that True. go and like, oh True. no, let me try quarter him back to nope, he's dead. I can't fix it. Why yeah, did you but bring me medical along? officers, not necessarily scientists. The scientists would die. Alex, doctors are scientists. All right. I'm, well, I'm sure, sick of this sure. false dichotomy. <laughs> anyway, I was trying to say about the Genesis spacecraft, which was launched in 2001 um, to collect samples of the solar wind. So it just kind of orbited around the sun for a little bit. Um, and then in September of 2004, it tried to send those samples back. Uh, and the parachute failed, and it crashed in the middle of the Utah desert. Um, so that's not an asteroid, though. No, no. So this isn't the first time we'll be retrieving things from space, but it is the first time we'll be retrieving things from an asteroid. That is very, very cool. I believe. Yeah, I agree. They also, they found the 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 Philae Lander. I don't know how it's pronounced. Philae, Philae, <laughs> Well, I knew where it was the whole time. It was on that comet. It was <laughs> yes, on, it was on that comet. Yeah. But no, the orbiter managed to, to shoot a picture, and they're like, wait, what's that little pixel over there? Hey, it's that dead robot that died and miserably on Twitter. <laughs> well, it was never alive. <laughs> well, I think this is the thing that I'm perhaps most excited about with this asteroid, is that uh, we're going to have yet another uh, robot Twitter personality to keep track of and retweet around all the place. Oh no! I mean, well, you know it's gonna I'm, happen, right? Like it's it's gotta happen. Yes. No, you're absolutely right. You're not wrong. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Can't we do this on like Facebook or something where no one's paying attention? <laughs> no, this is the it's the it's the IKEA approach to space. Give everything a cutesy name. <laughs> Does IKEA actually have like 
cutesy names are those actually like yeah like benny the bookcase yes they do they have <laughs> benny the bookcase i th- i don't think it's it's something i like think benny. i got gallant i think gallant was the name of the desk i'm using right now is it like very like, sturdy <laughs> no not I'm just really inferring One from of the, the name is like broken uh yeah i don't i don't remember the other thing I, i've bought like two things from ikea uh, i don't know anyway you want you you put something in the, sh- in the show notes. Are you ready to go to show notes? We've been we've been sort of in the show notes. Well, have little, we? T- tiny tiny little bit. <laughs> um, no, put- well, the 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 fact that the fact that you know the the asteroid thing we had in the show notes. Um, okay. Another thing in the show notes, and I guess we should hit this just because it's really quick. Uh, Jeff Williams, Astro Jeff Williams, is not in space. Just uh, FYI, we just want to make well, you aware. Because we know you're. You all could just- say most names in like all of human history, and that would be valid for right now. Yes, How we- many people in space dot com? How many <laughs> yes, people actually, are in space right now dot com? Yeah, but three. Um, for, yeah. Oh, good. They have to because sometimes so, they're delayed, which is frustrating. Yeah. So uh, uh, you also added that neither is Buzz Aldrin. Although, man, Buzz yes. Aldrin is still milking it for as much as he can. <laughs> like, all of the other astronauts, like, they, they come home, they wave, they have a little ceremony, and we're like, thank you for your service, now go do whatever the heck you want with your life. Buzz Aldrin is still wandering around, going like, clap for me! I was in space! I I was the second person on the moon. Yeah, That but- was amazing, right? Remember when I did that all those many years ago? Remember Wasn't when I that did that, great? all of you who were born after I did that? Remember how remember, cool that was? Remember 47 years ago? <laughs> oh, man. Like, oh, man. So, yeah, we land on the moon after Star Trek. Yeah. There we go. Star Trek was a was a big thing because, like... So, Star we, Trek Apollo, is the reason, I guess we can just say. That's that's why. That's, that's why we landed on the moon, because Star Trek... I don't think Apollo 8 had launched yet. What year was Apollo 8? Because Apollo 8 was really when things got cooking in the Apollo program. Uh, well, okay, I really shouldn't say that in reference to the Apollo program. <laughs> the first Be- Apollo. <laughs> yes, I, I started to think. I, I started to put that together oh, after I said it. Dark humor, Alex. Very inappropriate. Yeah. So Apollo Eight was Christmas of ninety-eight or sixty-eight, not ninety-eight. Did you just say Christmas? Christmas, Christmas of uh, sixty-eight. Right. Yeah. Um, and and that was the first like crude. Because Apollo 7 did the weird, like, pogo sticking thing. Apollo's 2 and 3 got canceled. Yeah. So, I mean, this was the first time that the Saturn V had a crude launch. Well, so here's something um, that I don't entirely understand. Why do you why do you advance the mission number if you cancel a thing? Uh, So, there, there was this whole big thing about it. It was, it was in the wake of Apollo 1. So, they wanted to rededicate Apollo 1 to be, like, the mission that didn't fly. So like it would already uh, always have the designation. No, um, I mean that I can understand, but but like for example now when we're launching like when when we have to delay launches to the ISS like the crewed launches hmm. to the ISS it doesn't we don't advance the mission it's not like, it no, doesn't no, come you, like oh expedition sixty six then or whatever instead yeah. no two and three were canceled in the same stroke that uh, put one as dedicated to be the uh, for the the accident. Okay, so um, like three people died, so we'll just pretend they all had their own missions and died no, on those. No, it, it was something. It was something different. There was some reason I don't know, but it was specifically just because of the accident. Okay. Um, Fair yeah, enough. and then uh, so two and three were canceled. Four and five, four, five, six. Some of which were crewed were not Saturn V. They were the Saturn One Bs. Um, 
Saturn or Apollo 7 was the first time they launched a fully stacked Apollo uh, Saturn 5, but it mm. had some weird like pogo sticking problems and like the third stage didn't do anything. Um, mm. So it had like all this weird like oscillation. Um, and then Apollo 8 kind of went off without a hitch. Yeah. So. Good job, Apollo 8. You don't yeah. see them going around being like, I'm Buzz Aldrin, clap for me. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Lovell was on Apollo 8. Yes, Jim Lovell was awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't also, remember the he was also guys, on I'm Apollo sorry. 13. Yes, he was. So, he was the commander was both 13. times didn't get to go to the freaking moon. If there's the anybody who deserves our applause and pity, <laughs> it's Jim Lovell. Jim freaking Lovell, man. Poor Fred guy. Hayes, Jack Swagger. Yep. Yep. Those three. Oh, man. Two of them are dead. Oh. I think. Um, Fred Hayes and. Well, at least uh, one of them. Fred one Hayes of them died great. from cancer. I think it was Jack Swagger. I think. I think. That's I don't know. Correct. Why is this? Why do? Why is the Apollo program so like sad? <laughs> what? I like. Oh, actually, so it's something not, interesting. It's not. I mean, the, the Apollo One is sad. The Apollo early, missions, generally speaking, it's pr- it's a pretty positive program, Alex. Pretty, yeah. Like pretty, you know, walking yeah. around on the moon, driving on cars on the moon. That's generally moon involved activities. (laughs) Like it's a pretty, it's a pretty cheerful thing to think about. No. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, it is sad though, that Star Trek had actually aired every single one of its episodes. Like season three ended in June of 69. Oh, wow. It was until July that we landed on the moon. So all of the original series takes place before humans had landed on the moon. Wow. (laughs) That's crazy. That is so weird to think about. I mean, like we had orbited the moon. We had almost landed on the moon. Like Apollo 10 had like done their weird like flyover. Um, well, it's like also weird to think about 69. because you look at you look at things like Star Trek, the original series, you go back and you watch that and, and you know, they were recording in color. Um, Doctor Who was hmm. recording around the same time and they hadn't learned what color was. They didn't have color <laughs> in Europe. Um, but it was 1963. So it started <laughs> six years prior, like. I, I don't remember a series. The third doctor was the first one. To anyway, premiere. my spearhead from space. First my, episode in color. My point is though, you think of um, it's, it's so weird looking at things that historically happened at the same time that you just don't place together because Star Trek, because, yeah. because their first episodes aired in color, you think of them as happening, obviously having to happen after the moon landings. Of course, right. the moon landing, that was not a, Oh, we can't do color. That's a, Oh, we're taking the camera to the freaking moon. It's not a, it's not it a limitation of television. Durable. It's a limitation right, yeah. of, of what we can put on the moon um, and take there. So, But you think of it as like, oh, well, this has to be like this pr- you know, pre-color TV era thing. Speaking of the moon, I bought this, which has a picture of the moon That's on it. That's super helpful for all of the audio listeners, yes, Alex. What do you- <laughs> I know. It, I, I bought my first record. Alex so is, is holding a- up a very large DVD case. Yeah, it's, it's a record. <laughs> of. Is it a golden the- record? No, it's a Why regular, didn't you get a like, golden record, Alex? Because they weren't selling them on Amazon. Ah, uh, I bought my first album uh, on a piece of vinyl. But see, the now, now you're going to have to buy a phonograph. So I actually you have don't to go own back one. to the 20s and get a phonograph. Yeah, I, I, I will have to buy like a phonograph. Three whole pennies? <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if I am going to buy a phonograph. I just didn't realize that this album was on vinyl. And I was like, if I'm going to own an album on vinyl... I'm going to own this one and oh, I haven't, uh, and I, ba- and I kickstarted an album on vinyl as well. So, so, well, so what is, what is this album? 
This is the Race for Space by Public Service Broadcasting, which is just a bunch of a songs bunch of space about space sounds. <laughs> it's basically it's not like songs. It's just like music that space they then, shanties. <laughs> they, they, it's just like pop, not like it's like electronic music that okay. they then layer like recordings from the Apollo program on top. Oh, of. that is cool. It is. Have you not heard them? No. You you need to hear them. You need that to is... you need to hear them. Oh wait, no 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 no. I, this is coming back to me. Yes, I have listened. No, that's that. Yeah, I remember this now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that is that is cool. Anyway, I um, decided that would be a, a good first album to have. Yeah, I I thoroughly endorse your decision. <laughs> I own no other physical like forms of music. I don't own a cassette. <laughs> I don't own a tape. I don't own. Well, we've talked about this. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but we have weird relationships with music, both of us, really. Uh, yes. I mean, kind of. I used to. I used to. I'm more or less weird now. Music. (laughs) Yeah, I I was, or at least to the extent that most people do. We have kind of weird. I like participating in music, but I don't generally. I don't ever find myself putting on music as as a background. Ever like it's a, it's a rarity that I listen to stuff, which is weird. Like I used to so, study music and you no, have sort yeah, of a similar like, thing where it's just like, no, nope. well, no, I, I was very much like that. When I was growing up, I hated having like the radio on the car. I hated like just having like this extra noise. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've gotten older, I've listened to it in more and more situations. And in fact, it, it, I don't think I listen to it as often as like a lot of people do, but I definitely listen to it if I'm like working intensely on something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually like film scores and stuff. So non-lyrical music right. um, is usually what it is. And I, and I do have a sort of a collection of like music that if I'm listening to it, that's the only thing I do. Like I can't just have it on in the background. Like I just need to zone out for a little while and then mm. I'll put on like something like the race for space, which you know has quote unquote lyrics, even though it's, you know, actually just like recordings from the Apollo program and like old TV broadcasts. Right. Um, or, or like a collection of stuff like um, what Coldplay I have, like some of the earlier stuff, uh, Modest Mouse, the Driftless Pony Club, that type of stuff. Mm. Uh, and I do enjoy going to like live music performances because those are like, it's the same thing. You're going and you're, you're not just like having music on the background. Right. Um, it, you're, you're going specifically to listen to the music. I'll be honest. I d- hate concerts. <laughs> I'd like, you, I don't how, understand. How many have you been to? Of a lot. Well, I mean, as far as like, cons- I, I, the problem is that when like I've been to a lot of like folk concerts and like, oh, the Boston mm. Pops and things like that, which oh, like, okay. or like, oh, Simon and Garfunkel are, are singing or like it's like so random like things that your parents would bring you to. But not what, I love not what people Pops. that we're talking to would generally consider like concerts like n- oh, you would never find a mosh pit at the Boston Pops. <laughs> I, I don't know. I went uh, and I saw the Boston Pops when it was conducted by John Williams once. Uh, that was pretty intense. <laughs> I don't doubt that it was intense, but probably not a mosh pit like ecstasy yeah, no. type of place. <laughs> well, okay, I've never been in a mosh pit with ecstasy. I've been to the mosh pits that like show up around Hank Green and like. Well, yeah, okay, but uh, that, that, the, different yeah, type of thing. But either either of those, I'm like generally speaking, I. I my headphones provide better audio quality and there aren't people interrupting. Like, no, they don't. Oh man. Or people I don't like know. cheering a crap. I just like, I just want to listen to the, 
If I if I want to listen to music, I want to listen to music. I don't want to just like go be around <laughs> people. That just ruins the whole experience. <laughs> it's like going to movie theaters now, where people are have their cell phones super super bright, and you're like, I just want to watch. Fine, does I'll just that? buy a big TV. Then. Who does that? Ever. This is why I didn't enjoy Interstellar, Alex, because I made the mistake of seeing that in a theater. It's a huge, huge okay. mistake. You saw it at the wrong theater. No. I went to a, I went to a seventy millimeter like IMAX presentation. I saw Everyone who yes. was there, yeah, was, same. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Really? People, they didn't have their. Did phones. you go opening night? Yes. Like first showing. Yes. Really? No, it wasn't first showing. It was like the midnight. Oh, okay. That's why it was a mid. Now, it was yeah, it wasn't there was a ten showing. p.m. showing. Was the first showing, and then it was midnight. Was the second. Yeah, showing. no, all the diehards that wouldn't have been on their phones were in the first it show. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's still yeah, just yes, like it does. it's. It's still like the seats are uncomfortable. People are people are rude, and the floor is sticky. With you, you don't even want to speculate. And then bed bugs. It's, so it's soda. Like, just, just that's just. Let's just not. Let's just get a good TV and just stay stay home. TV. Or, just get a projector. Or that, but the the problem with the projector is you need to make sure you need to block out all your windows and stuff. Well, you just you only use it at night. Yeah, but during the summer that gives you like a three hour window. <laughs> oh, I don't know how it is in Wisconsin, but uh, in Boston <laughs> we usually do get a little more than three hours of well, still, light in the no, summer. No, but going oh yeah, you really can't watch a projector until after ten p.m. That's also time no, when you it's can't like play after eight p.m. No. No, no, but but after you, 10 p.m. You get the projector that... Yeah, but even after... Okay, so after even make it after 8 p.m., but then you can't play the audio loudly after 9 because then it's rude to neighbors. So you've got a one-hour window. So basically, you'd have to, like, schedule, because Interstellar was a freaking long movie, you'd have to schedule an entire week of saying, all right, at 8 p.m., from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m., I'm going to watch this little sliver of corn... <laughs> Just there's a lot fields more than of corn, corn and fields of corn. It was really more corn. fields of dust. <laughs> oh, but it was so beautiful. Such beautifully shot fields of corn. Remember that scene with like the drone? That was amazing. Oh, so good. Oh, yeah. so good. We should just watch Interstellar right now <laughs> and just commentate on it. Can we do that? Speaking Can that be of, a Patreon perk? So speak, Can that be a Patreon perk? Uh, speak, you and I watch Interstellar and commentate on it. We can't. No. No. <laughs> we could just provide the audio. Like, we, no. we won't, we won't, like, no. yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. I just want to get you to watch it again. <laughs> so, speaking of audio, and, uh, yeah, just speaking of audio, death to Apple, Alex. Uh, I disagree. Death to headphones. Yeah, so here comes the big debate that's going to enliven this podcast up a little bit. <laughs> Do you like listening to things? Or do you like sure. Apple? Those are the two choices that you I now like have. Both of them. You have. I, you have to choose between the Kevin, two. I already use wireless headphones all the time. So this Apple, is nothing new for Apple, me. Apple, of course, and I, people already know this. I'm assuming, but in case you are the type of person that somehow manages to manages to avoid Apple news, uh, the latest uh, iPhone does not have a headphone jack. Correct. They well, do it does. have. An adapter for their proprietary lightning cable, which is not a USB cable. I just want to be very clear about how not USB it, it is their lightning USB. cable is. It is USB. No, it is not. It, it does have no, it a is universal serial bus support. It's it's right there. It's not a USB. The, having support does not is not the same thing as being. It's a USB, USB jack. It provides no. It is not. plus my and minus no. five volts as well no. as plus and minus USB no. data. 
It, it has USB data, nope. direct pins, no conversion required. Incorrect. It's a USB port. Um, there's an adapter, proprietary USB which is the middle finger use. of user experience, that will let you plug in regular headphones, maybe. Because um, now everything going out of that device is digital and proprietary and much, much easier to It's DRM. not all proprietary. There's literally USB plus and minus right there. If you yeah, so yeah, if you have your own soldering iron, <laughs> you can maybe or, hack or, your way yeah. into things, or, or you could any, buy any literally any other phone. Not every other phone. A lot every, of Android or there's a good number of Android phone. phones that only have uh, just a USB port on it and no headphone jack. But not the flagship ones. Um, I don't know. I have the I flagship think, one, Alex. Well. So you you have the Nexus flagship, yes. but I think like the Motorola flagship. That's, is Motorola that, isn't Google. Those are different companies. Alex. Motorola used to be Google, and I think when no, they came out they, with this no, phone, they, used they to were be the owned same. By Google, no, no, no. It's the you're same wrong. thing. The point. So the point thing. The point here is that. So we've talked about USB, mm-hmm. and how USB is like this wonderful dream that continues to just spit in your face. Yeah. In terms of this is this wonderful standard that just every device can use. And then you go like, oh, mm-hmm. I have an electronic thing and I need to charge it or plug it to another electronic thing. What should I use? Oh, I'll just use a USB cable. So I'll just have a USB mm. cable that I know I can plug everything in. USB continued to iterate and then people would would fixate on a particular iteration and then things would get stuck. <laughs> and the thing was never reversible. And, it's just, and so you have now to have, have 87 and a half different types of USB cables. Well, USB-C is amazing. It is, but I have one device that supports USB-C. Uh, that means you should get a different MacBook. I'm not, I don't. I have no interest in going back to MacBooks. But now, <laughs> so so the unsung hero, and we, we had never really discussed this before. Okay. But as, as much as, as USB is an amazing standard. Yeah. It is a terrible standard compared to the wonderful standard of analog audio. Which has been the same. years old. Yes. hundred years old. Yes. And if you went back in a time machine with an audio cable, you could plug it into things and it would work, Alex. Sure. You can't find That's the any most of- stupid use of a time machine <laughs> I've ever heard of. Oh, I have a time machine. What am I going to do? I'm going to go back a hundred years and plug in my headphones. Exactly. You could, not a hundred years, but you could go back a very long time. Yes, actually a hundred years. It was invented for switchboard use. Oh, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, so if you had the quarter (laughs) inch, you could put in the switchboard. Yes. Yes. Remarkable standard. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, But it's, it's time for it to move on. It's too big. If you replaced it with something that provided equivalent features, maybe. But like, why do you need a dedicated analog? What? Why do you need a dedicated analog output on a phone? Why? You what? <laughs> because why, why? It's a it's a thing. Why do you need it? Well, you can just if they duct put it all the adapter, over one. If they had if they duct taped the adapter to the phone, then maybe you wouldn't. <laughs> but you have to now keep track of an adapter with your headphones all the time. 
Or you can just use different headphones. You can literally you can just buy, buy headphones. Apple's stupid stick in the ear headphones, which don't stick in. Here's the I don't understand. You can buy headphones. literally any Bluetooth headphones. Any Bluetooth. Yes, headphones. but but anyone who listens to audio realizes you can't that the latency and the audio quality is terrible. Well, not if you get Wi-Fi headphones. Yes, even with Wi-Fi headphones, you're dealing no, with single segregation. You you're dealing with gigabit. latency. Are you are you saying like wireless? So latency, sure. But like, if you're listening to music, who cares about latency? Everyone. What, what? So who who cares if there's a five millisecond delay between pressing it's, play? We're not talking when, five milliseconds. We're not okay. talking five but milliseconds. Like, when you press play on your album, do you really care how quickly it starts? As long as it starts within a second. But it's not just music, though, Alex. Okay. It's also video. Sure, sure. Or but like, or streams, or things like that. Blue. I, I I watch videos with Bluetooth headphones all the time. It's not a. Well, you just noticeable. don't have a discerning ear then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. It is, it is noticeable. It is noticeable. I'm I'm having issues now with Adobe Premiere because I'm trying to sync up audio and video clips, and the with, with Final Cut you can you can slide the audio around and not conform it to a particular frame. Yeah. Premiere can't hasn't learned how to do that yet. <laughs> oh. They have That's, a lot more money to invest, really but they haven't solved that problem. So you can That's only slide really things frame annoying. by frame. And so yeah. my audio clips are sometimes a whole 15 milliseconds off, and it just drives me freaking insane. I can't so, handle it. 15 milliseconds, like, that's the most that it can be off. And it's never 15 milliseconds. It's usually between 5 and 10 milliseconds off. Hmm. But it's still, it just it makes me just completely flip out. And now Apple is saying, screw you, that's just, that is the best, the, the best experience that you can hope for plug in... The, plenty of other manufacturers will make lightning headphones. Like, but plenty. So, yeah, but why do you want a lightning headphone? You know what I can do with a lightning headphone? Plug it into only an iPhone and then go buy a second set of headphones to use everywhere else. Yeah, but like, I don't care because I don't use wired headphones almost any time. You're using wired headphones right now, Alex. Sure. Plug. If they took the the the, the audio jack off my iMac, I'd be a little upset. Alex, they're I, going I, to take, I give you that. They're going to take the audio jack no, off of your iMac. They're not. Yes, they are. No, no. You know that not. MacBook that has only one port? It doesn't just have one port. It also has a freaking audio port because yes. they're not that stupid to go. Oh, you know what? Just use wireless stuff. It's fine. People I agree. were using people were using the the all of their i devices to. Some people were using them as um, recording devices as well with uh, with lavalier microphones or other other or interacting with the with various music apps like the GarageBand for iOS yeah, and things like that. Sure. Now dealing with that latency, it makes it a non-starter. Well, all, but all of that equipment that they were using it with. I mean, A, a lot of them were using like lightning to uh, eighth inch or a quarter inch adapters anyway, like just out of the box. Uh, and they weren't even using the inbuilt headphone because the DAC inside the iPhone wasn't that good. Um, so you can just plug in an external digital audio converter. Um, so a digital analog converter. Uh, the other thing is they swapped out the headphone. Here's what here's what we got in place of this headphone jack. We got better cameras. And more battery life. So why? the battery is bigger and the camera is better. So why? But why? Who needs better cameras on their phones? The problem with the phone is that everyone. You, no, because yes. if the, no, if you're if you're at the point where you need more than 4K, you're at the point where the thing needs an external stabilizer. The, thing, no, the no, phones no. are not no, no, stable no, no. enough didn't just to record. The, they super- didn't up the resolution of the camera. They upped the size of the lens. Yes, yeah, still. 
What, what do you mean? You're getting more you're, light. You're getting right, a higher yeah, yeah, quality no, no, picture. I know. If you're at the point where you're needing that crazy level of quality, well, then you're at the point where you need external equipment anyway. I what? If, no. I, yes, you need. If the, you you need a stabilizing rig. If you're at the point where you're like, oh, the current iPhones. Oh, oh stuff no! Is just, they added you, optical you know. image stabilization in the space they saved by taking out the audio <laughs> no, jack. They added no, optical image stabilization. No, in-device optical image stabilization never works. It's always awful. <laughs> It is it's the, better than none. It is better than none. I will absolutely grant you that. So, my 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 vlogging camera has uh, image stabilization. It still makes people sick when I walk around carrying it and talking to people. They they complain about nausea, but it is better than without. I could turn it off and it gets way worse. But it's right. still so if you're at the point where you're trying to use your iPhone as like a professional, but super I'm high not quality saying people are thing, trying to. No, I'm not. I'm not arguing for the people like Michael Aranda who try to use their iPhones as a, like their main shooting camera. I'm mm. talking about people that like are just people who have cameras with them and they want to take photos of their friends and they want to For take which photos. The existing iPhone stuff already works just fine. Sure. But <laughs> it can be better. Yes. But why shouldn't they make it better? Like everyone it wants can a better, be better camera. Yes. If we remove the only stable standard that has existed for time immemorial by which i also, mean also more plus battery years. life <laughs> also more battery life who doesn't so like the average like the user yes, of the pokemon go released everybody owns a backup now all right everybody already owns a backup there's no reason we've already had to solve that problem the extra two they, hours they of battery it, life if they had fixed it before pokemon go came out then fine like okay good people are frustrated but now no you know we've already we've already had no, to face the no, fact that no, we no, can't no. figure out batteries like <laughs> For my use case and for what I think most average consumers use case for this product is they're going to get far more use out of a better camera and more battery life um, than noticing a couple extra milliseconds of latency or having to like use a different pair of headphones like having to use a different pair of headphones is a big deal. Or having to plug an adapter in to that pair that's, of headphones you have already. That's also like, a big deal. Because they're charging $10 for the You just leave the, the adapter. adapter on all the time. Just leave it on the headphones all the time. And now you've taken your favorite pair of headphones Except, and you've turned it into a lightning No, headphones. that doesn't work because, so the, the, because you want to be able to unplug your headphones from whatever device and put them in another device and swap them between things. That's one of the, that's one of the big benefits of wired headphones is that I'm sitting here right now and I'm podcasting with you. I agree. Right? And I'm listening. As soon as we're done podcasting, going to pop it out, going to put it into, going to put it on my phone and then start listening to audiobooks or, or whatever. Yeah, I'll go no, up and I, I'll do I, some I work. I'll pop things out. I'll do whatever. You are a prosumer. Alex, you, you Alex, do- it's not it's not you're not a prosumer just by the fact that you use more than one electronic device like that's not oh my god like i'm crazy like i'm just one of them i'm one of them maverick technology users that dares to use more than one device there's no way there are other people like me (laughs) kevin these headphones literally just stay plugged into this computer like all the time i have a pair of like wireless headphones I use with my phone and I have these headphones that stay in my computer. Like I don't, I don't change plugs. I Why? literally don't. Why? If, if, is the audio, is the audio quality equivalent on those two headphones? And if so, why not just no. use one of them? No, they're, they're different because these are giant and I don't want to carry them around with me. And the, the wireless headphones fit in my pocket. Alex, I think maybe you are the prosumer or maybe the pro wallet sumer. <laughs> 
and that you're like, oh, we'll just buy like a different set of headphones for every device. It'll be great. No, I'm, well, I'm maybe my, maybe not every laptop. Apple user wants to have to buy a headphone for every piece of electronics they no. own, Alex. Maybe saying, maybe that. <laughs> I'm saying I have my wireless headphones I use with my phone and my laptop. It's paired to both of them. And then I have these headphones, which I use when like doing podcasts and like record it, like actual like prosumer level type stuff. I think most people would be far, far happier with just a pair of wireless headphones because they don't care about the latency and it's just automatically connected to everything they may want to use at any random point. If it's charged and if it's a device that does so connect to multiple. My wireless headphones? Like, I, I will grant you that having, having devices, that having headphones that, that work uh, that that can do easy switching between things is very mm-hmm. nice. I've encountered whenever I've tried to play around with that stuff is that it goes like, oh, I just found something that has Bluetooth turned on. I'm going to connect to some other device. I'm like, but I'm listening to something, right? Can you not? Um, that's that's something that I assume will eventually become a little bit better. Um, yeah. But 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 you're also dealing with some devices that just don't have Bluetooth enable capabilities. Sure. If you, most people who are dealing with who, most, a lot of gamers who are dealing with PC sure. towers aren't going to be dealing with aren't going to be dealing with Bluetooth. If you are, my yeah, motherboard came with Bluetooth. If you are a PC gamer, Wi-Fi. actually, for PC gamers, people who are very latency aware, they're not sure. they're not going to be happy but playing on non-wired have a headphones. Headset with a thing that comes down, and they're going to have it attached to their <laughs> some, computer. Some of them do, some of them don't. Some of them use things like like what you're using, the Blue Yeti. And they don't they don't run sure. strictly off of headsets. They run off of, of decent headphones that they can use for for other stuff. Okay, but now you're really approaching like the prosumer level of people. No, like people who play PC games are not automatically prosumers. I think it's a niche market. People and PC I, I games. Think, people no, no, who no, play no. PC games. High people who have like Blue Yetis set up. So that they can talk. Like, <laughs> no, right, yeah, well, no, that's because you were trying to make the argument about people always having the microphones. People who need microphones, sure. yeah, those, yeah, people who need to record their voice are probably in the prosumer category. There are plenty of people who are just trying to play games, and all they need is headphones. They don't need mics. Yeah, but they they need TeamSpeak. Well, then you they can, need to be able to can, talk to their, use, their room. They can use their webcam mic, or they can use any any number of things. I think a lot of them have like the, the very popular like top selling headphones are the ones with the giant like fold out speed like microphone because people like to like use Skype and they like to have things. And a lot of those microphones are detachable. And you know what, 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 what Jack they use? It's not a, a lot lightning of them connect one. over USB. <laughs> a lot of them connect, a lot of them over, connect USB. over USB, but a lot of the microphones are detachable and you know, they, they use an analog, yeah, analog sure. audio thing to plug in and plug out. Which is but, which is really clever because that's a standard that's been around for a hundred years. It just works everywhere. I mean, I'll also point out that it ships with the adapter in the box. Mm-hmm. So, like, if if you find yourself really stuck, it it's not going to cost you anything else extra. It's just you're going to have to keep track of an adapter. Exactly. Where they <laughs> could have just built worth- the adapter into the phone. And shrunk the battery and reduced the quality of the camera. Yes. No, not reduced. Kept the quality of the camera. They could just release the iPhone that they currently had. I mean, like, hey, we didn't make it worse. Fine. Go buy the iPhone. <laughs> they didn't stop selling last year's model. If you if you don't think losing the like tiny like audio jack is worth more battery life and a better camera, of course then it's don't not. buy the new phone. Of course it's I, not. 
I think this, you're in a, a minority is, in this that. This is just part. yet another example of just giving a middle finger to cross compatibility so that they can exert more control, which is it's frustrating. It's Bluetooth. It's not they Bluetooth. They don't own no, Bluetooth. No, they're not their stuff is not Bluetooth. Their their i Apple Pod things are not Bluetooth. Yes, they're, they're their Bluetooth. own proprietary deal. No, no, no. They have their own proprietary Bluetooth chip, but it connects to a Bluetooth. It's compatible with Macs and PCs that are currently shipping. It's well, Bluetooth. Here's another Go thing. Go look in the spec page. Here's another thing that I don't entirely understand. Am I... So, when I... The, the, the earbuds. Yeah. Here's the thing I don't understand about the earbuds. Mm-hmm. Is everybody super good with earbuds? I, Do they fit... Uh, Everybody super super well. No, so the ear. Po- so here's the thing, and this is going to sound a bit of you know whatever. I know how this sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate in ear headphones like with yeah. a passion. Um, like the wireless headphones I have, like over like they're small, but they're like over. Right. Um, but like the ear pods, which are like the Apple, like the new, like their old version of the headphones, I hate it. But when they mm-hmm. came up with those like ear pods, which are the same style that they've made wireless for this new phone, right? Um they like sit in your sort of like outer ear canal. Like they don't go into your ear. They just sort of rest like in the, the inside your ear. And they are, I can wear those all day. The thing though, is that they don't do that. <laughs> they do for me. No, see for me, those, 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 and even, and even to mo- a lot of the in-ear ones. Mm. And I've, I've been trying to think of like a metaphor to explain. Cause I know for some people they're just like, Oh, I'm just going to put this next to my ear and then it just doesn't fall down. Cause gravity doesn't apply to me for whatever reason. Like, <laughs> so for a lot of people it seems to work. So I'm like, I'm trying to come up with some sort of example that fits to, to, to help these, these people for whom like, Oh, it, why just use those, those, it works just fine. The example that I came up with is this is like sticking a pencil up your nose and then expecting it to stay there. I don't have a pencil, so I can't really try that. But it's basic. But you example? can imagine what the experience is. I'm not trying. Sure. I'm not trying to give you all homework. I'm just trying to say this. I is bet what. it would stay. <laughs> if you get a pencil stuck in your nose, sue Kevin. No, this. But like this is like put a pencil up your nose and then just go. Oh yeah, that's obviously going to stay put. I mean, no, no. I, I agree that everyone's ears are going to be shaped differently and that in your headphones I, don't I work for everyone. I can't even figure out how they're supposed to fit. <laughs> like, this is this is like, it, it, they might as well just say, like, put this neck on the side of your cheek and then just move your hand away and then just listen. How, like, I can't, I don't, I don't understand physically how this is supposed to, I don't, I don't understand at all. So it seems weird to me that, and I know that I'm not alone in this. I know I've encountered no, other people for not. whom, like, yeah, no, earbuds never work. There was there was one set of earbuds, like the Bose ones that have the little flanges mm. that go wrap up into into your yeah. ear a little bit. Like those, yeah. they're still annoying because basically, if I turn my head or I try and walk, then they fall out. Mm. <laughs> but like, if I sit stock still, which is obviously what you want to force all of your users to do, sit super stock still, those things will stay in place. Yeah. Um. But it seems weird to me that Apple is pushing this as they're like, hey, to heck with all of you for whom anatomically these don't work. This is the this is the way of the future. They're, they're, so they they did give it a little more press time at the conference. But at the same time, you know, Apple owns Beats, right? <laughs> yes. OK, so at the same time, they released like three or four different like new Bluetooth headphones. Um, through their Beats brand mm-hmm. that come in all sorts of different shapes and like configurations. Yeah, and, th- and 
Yeah, no, I, I, I like, I, I understand that. I'm just, I'm confused that they would choose their flagship product to be mm. something that anatomically doesn't work for some portion of their potential market. Like that seems weird to me. Like can headphones are ugly. They're yeah, inconvenient to carry around, but they yeah. do work for everybody. Like I would say, well, like, how do we reform the can headphones or how do we do like the around the ear stuff or the yeah. the necklace style things that that, you know, they're doing or whatever. It just seems weird to me that you would choose like this is the thing that we're going to push forward because it seems, I don't know, exclusionary and weird to your to your market, mm. especially when these are the things that you're shipping with the phone. You're like, this is what a normal person is supposed to use. And then you go, uh, no, this doesn't this. No, that didn't stay up where it was supposed to. I don't. I don't understand. I guess I'm, I guess, you know what Apple has done? They have convinced me that I have some sort of deformity, Alex. Good. <laughs> I At feel least they deformed. Did something productive. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You it know, does seem, it I'm does really seem weird excited. I, 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 cause I really do like how those Apple ear pods feel. Like I, I, sometimes I'll use them. Like if I'm on an airplane or something, um, mm. And just depending situationally, or I've forgotten, my, like they're sitting in my desk at work. So if I like forget my wireless headphones that I use those as my backup pair. Airplanes are usually like the one time that I like having wireless headphones. Other than that, yeah. like I want a consistent frequency response. Um, okay. I don't want to be going back and forth. And I, and this is, yeah, definitely going into the prosumer level of stuff, but like, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to start listening to, to a video on my computer and then switch to my phone and then go, Oh my God, it's super bright now. Or it sounds weird. <laughs> or distorted. Yeah. I don't want to be dealing with lots of latency. I want to be able to just have these things on and rip the cable out okay. and plug it in somewhere else and do that. Um, That's fair. Fine. But I but think there are still arguments to be made for let's keep the one standard. Sure. Uh, sure. Even ignoring the process. There are arguments to be made, stuff. but I think that as someone who, A, really is excited for those new headphones because I really like how those... AirPod things work mm -hmm. and like the contextual switching between like my, my watch and my phone and my, like my different computers and stuff is going to be great. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't, it fits in the ecosystem that I'm already a part of. Right. Um, and I do actually like how they feel. Um, and don't, as someone, I did, don't use the uh, audio jack. So give me a better camera and give me battery battery life every day. And I think most people are going to make that same, would make that same choice. I don't know. I don't know, man. I I hope. I just really hope that no one takes their cue from Apple. That's that's really because like I got out of Apple. I was really frustrated with Apple. I really don't like iOS. Mm. Um, iOS bothers the heck out of me. As a tinkerer, you're also supposed to hate iOS, but you've somehow found some exemption. So, so Kevin, <laughs> I, I don't know if you've heard. Um, there have been some developments in the iOS thing, starting with iOS nine. There are always you developments. No, but you can just compile and load apps on whatever you want. So there's mm -hmm. like active, like jailbreaking isn't necessarily a huge thing anymore because you can just compile your own app. Um, so people distribute like emulators and all the fun stuff that they want to run just on GitHub and then you download and compile it and sign it yourself. The thing at the time was the cross compatibility between various apps. Um, and I, I don't know if that has gotten better. Um like with with the Android system, I can like I'm in the like I can log into some random app and then go, oh yeah, my password manager can just auto populate stuff. Oh oh oh. Um, oh. Um, with with it's the, gotten a little the iOS's policy was very much every app has to be in its own sandbox for security. Google was yeah. like, we don't care about security at all. Have fun. Which you know, as a tinkerer, that's fine. That's fun. 
<laughs> yeah. I, they have like certain paths now. So they have like URL link type linking and like there are certain t- categories of apps that can access like certain things like your password manager can work uh, mm-hmm. on iOS. Mm. Um, I believe I don't use a password manager. I just Shame on you. I, I have I have a good a good brain. I you've do memorize many different passwords. You've memorized fifty different thirty letter sequences. Okay. They're of, not thirty character sequences <laughs> of symbols and Some of them non-word might be, phrases. And okay, they're definitely word phrases. Yeah, but, I'm totally know. gonna dictionary attack you, man. Uh, they're not. They're not. Correct. The battery horse stable is a terrible. <laughs> that was a terrible I, comic. It did. T- it did. Most words it set aren't in the dictionary. Cybersecurity so far back. I I no, it didn't. It set it forward um, because mm. if you use technobabble and words from obscure like places that no one knows to look, <laughs> it's great. Are those words? Let me ask you this, Alex. Are those words on None a web page somewhere? Uh, maybe because the the internet is the dictionary on which we can operate, Alex. I doubt some of those words are in. Um, this is revealing too much about my password <laughs> strategy. But I suffice it to say, All right, I'm I in. don't Everybody, think... Alex's uh, social security number is. Yeah, no. <laughs> suffice it to say, I don't think some of the words that I use are actually on dictionaries anywhere. Or uh, web pages. Fair enough. So. I still, password manager, man, you got to do it. Yeah. The problem for me is that I reckon, like, and I, I was doing sort of the same thing where I came up with clever things that involved symbols and stuff. The thing that I realized, yeah. though, is that I was starting to, you know, the, basically you start opening accounts where things were like, this doesn't actually matter. You know, like, like your Pizza well, Hut sign in sure, thing. Or I actually, and I'm like, so, Here, I have, so I just have an insecure password that I was using for all of those. And then eventually it's like, oh, yeah. So those also, they do have like my home address and a credit card and <laughs> things where you're like, okay. I don't really care if my Pizza Hut account gets hacked, but I do care if people find the information that they have. So, yeah, right. I now I have, like, a very long, complex, like, if anyone wants to get into Pizza Hut, it's going to be over <laughs> my dead body. <laughs> but the problem is, they're just going to, they're not going to get into Pizza Hut by hacking your specific account. They're going to get into Pizza Hut by hacking Pizza Hut. No, but if they can, but if they can log into my account, they can. Right. They can, but, uh, like, for Pizza Hut, I don't care. Like, at all. <laughs> I, I literally I have a I have an email address, Alex underscore spam at alexbragg.com. <laughs> and if I sign up for something with that account, no, like, but your physical email, address though. My physical address, I don't care. You should. Why? I'll just move. <laughs> if you know. I, if, if I know. Well the problem I know is everything, no, because Captain. then they can start if you know if if they get enough information from enough of these insecure accounts and they can use those to uh, to prove identity for things that to, to reset True. passwords on things that are yeah. more secure. So anyway, yeah. that's, that's my, that's why I don't answer any of those security questions truthfully. <laughs> um, yeah, that's so like, yeah. Like where were you born? I'm like, that's yeah, that's totally going to stop them. <laughs> I, I'm not going to tell you. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. No, um, that's, that's, yeah, I'm not going to yeah, go no, down that the road. same. Yeah. No, you do the same thing with password managers is that basically the answers to all those questions are just 30 character strings of random <laughs> And whatnot. <laughs> of course, then a lot of them are like, oh, no, you can't put symbols in this field. I'm like, what? <clears throat> All right. So, Alex, I've uh, I've stalled as long as I possibly can on this. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, just, oh, no, there's another story that we billboarded. So we got to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> All right. Did you know? I just came across this and I found it was interesting. Okay. Uh your intelligence is largely inherited on the maternal side. 
No, I didn't know. That's nice to know. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I found, no, I found this was interesting that basically, um, this is a study that was done in, in mice. Um, so I am a could mouse. Just be that so mice into, oh, well, there we go. So this applies to you yeah. then. Yeah. Um, that basically they discovered that, um, that, uh, certain when, uh, when the embryo is embryoing. <laughs> okay. Um, that the maternal cells generally ended up, the, the paternal cells, the cells from the father, ended up in the limbic system, which is like the rawr, emotions system. Hmm. But that stuff uh, correlated with intelligence tended to be more of a, more of the maternal. So, hmm. yeah, if you're smart, it's, it's largely because your mom is smart. They also say they estimate that 40 to 60 percent of intelligence is hereditary, which is. That's a hard thing to swallow. Believable. I I don't I it's very believable. I this is one of those that's one of those things that I there's the there's the philosophical question of is there science that would be worth not knowing or actively suppressing if you found out is there is there is there any truth that you, no. it would be worth suppressing? Well no, there no. are examples. So for example, the 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 kind of canonical example with that question is if there if it were demonstrable that there was uh, a difference in intel in uh, the cap- in intelligent capability between races, that mm-hmm. might be information where it would be more harmful for that information to be released. And of course, not, yeah. of course, to be clear, as far as I know, no such study has ever been found. <laughs> I, I yeah, <laughs> and many contradictory Heavily. studies have been found. Like, no, yes. race doesn't. But if, if there were information like that, that this would be something like maybe not the best to share. I kind of feel maybe this way about about heredity. Like if we ever knew definitively, like, yeah, if you have dumb parents, you will never be successful. <laughs> yeah, I would maybe maybe yeah, we don't need to it's, share it's, that. it's only half. You're saying 40 to 60%. That's roughly half of your intelligence. Yeah. So that means you could be like 50% smarter. Like, so you could be a hundred, you could attain like 150% of your parents' intelligence. Well, the problem. It's a fair like jump. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't like the idea though. I just, I really don't like the 40 to 60% really feels very resigned like, to what we're born evolutionary, with it, it makes it makes sense it does like, make sense i just would rather not believe i would rather believe i if i if i just got to pick how much of intelligence was hereditary like uh-huh. it's all you, it's all nurture there's no nature it's all nurture it's all work hard right i would like intelligence to strictly be effort-based like if i if i got to play god that's what i would pick uh-huh and I, well, Kevin, like, I feel that that's more equitable. I feel that that's more fair. The idea that, oh, you're resigned at birth to being like, yeah, it's going to, you can maybe be smart, but man, it's going to take so much work than these people who were fortunate enough to be born to, to smarty pants, Mensa parents. Like, I don't really care sucks. how you feel, Kevin, because <laughs> as a great, as, there was, there's a great quote by Carl Sagan that comes to mind, which says the universe is not required to be in perfect harmony with human ambition. Right. Except where EM drives are con- concerned because they're totally a real thing. All right, fine. Shut me down. We'll move on to the EM drive. Oh, no, you know, no, you it's don't. 7.01. I think uh, it's time for us. To- 7.01? <laughs> no, it's 8.01. Um, well, no, we started a little bit late as well. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, yeah, Alex uh, found some very weird, unsupported news about some EM drive 
thing. Uh, what? <laughs> Unsupported news? <laughs> All right, Alex, I'm just, I, I need to take a drink of water and then just get this cough out of my throat. So I'm just going to let you talk about your EM drive thing and I'm going to take a nap. I'll be back. Okay, so you, you can't take a nap first off. Anyway, Science Alert, which is our f- favorite source of like Alert! science information. <laughs> I need um, to get, I re- need to pull a sample of the, of the red alert clip. The the yes. next gen red alert clip, I think, is the canonical one, right? That we can yeah. just have that any anytime we refer to science alert. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, has is reporting that sometime in like the next year, uh, an EM drive will be launched into space, um, and tested for a six month period, um, which will confirm CubeSat that it EM drive. Works. Sure, sure. CubeSat EM drive. So not like someone who can afford. A real EM drive, but someone who's like, we're going to buy like a tiny little EM drive and see. Yeah. Irregardless, it's an important step. Irregardless is not a word. Irregardless, I'm going to use it anyway. Regardless of your intentions, it is still not care. a word. Yeah, I mean, but it's not the universe. It's humans that are saying it's not a word. And I don't care about what they say. Anyway. Good empathy uh, skills, Alex. <laughs> Not empathy if they hate me first. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I don't con- know. Continue on your story. What's my up story with science? Alert. It, my story is that they're going to be putting an EM drive in space and then we'll be really, really certain that it'll work or not because we'll actually put one in space and we'll find out exactly how much thrust it generates and exactly how worky it does work, which is all the work because it works, <laughs> as I'm sure it does, according to this workflow. Um, anyway. Uh, I, I more bring that up because it led me down a, a hole, a rabbit hole a bit By of way. reading more about like the NASA papers. Um, so yes. there's, there's these scientific rumors that I'm going to say are very similar to the scientific rumors that were coming out around the time that like it was confirmed that there were gravity waves. Um, and before it was confirmed, we found that exoplanet. So, so it's the like leakers the same, are, so the leakers are yeah. very unethical, bad scientists is what you're saying. <laughs> I think yeah. we, I think it, I established that point pretty clearly yeah. when we did talk about the leaks that you're, regardless you're right. of whether they were true or false, it reflected poorly on the leaker scientists. Anyway, th- I, I'm pretty, like, it's probably fairly certain that like the NASA papers that like were written about the EM drive have been peer reviewed um, right. and have found that. And as we yes, have covered on this podcast before, yes, 76% of peer reviewed studies are not replicable. I don't care. <laughs> but, but I don't care. Um, because it's amazing. Um, but I finally, I found something, um, in the NASA papers, which I didn't like. Um, and that was, I, I found, is this, is this, this part which you have here in the show notes that says way smaller than we previously thought? Yes. Okay. So, so to explain in a previous podcast, when we calculated how much, how long it would take to get a space shuttle to Alpha Proxima, um, I believe, and going back, I, I was using like basically a Newton per like kilowatt, maybe a hundred watts at some at some stage. Mm. Um, and looking back in like Wikipedia articles that were basically the only things that existed back when we were doing that <laughs> calculations, yes. it was somewhere in that range. Like no one was really quite sure how much power we were getting from the EM drive, but it it, it was seemed to be around a Newton per kilowatt um, or more. Right. Um, and I think we might have used like a, a conservative like Chinese test um, of. I think the yeah. Drive. I think I think that when we were looking at the thrust, what we pulled was was what was in the initial Chinese test. Right, and, th- and that was somewhere a, 
a little bit above. I mean, we weren't trying to d- look at anything accurately. We were just trying sure, to say, like, sure. oh, if this was demonstrated, then approximately yeah. how long would it take us to go anywhere interesting? Right. Yeah. Um, and I think at the, the time NASA- we actually calculated Alpha Centauri, not Proxima Centauri, because we were yeah, being dumb. Okay. Um, All right. Well, you know, whatever. The the point of the matter is, I, I've now found the figure that is quoted in the NASA paper, yes. um, which has theoretically been peer reviewed and is theoretically accurate. So this is probably the order of magnitude that we're working on. And it is 1.2 millinewtons per kilowatt. A million newtons, Alex? No, milla, as in one one thousandth of a newton. So this is orders of magnitude less. I'm just so than, imagine like take a fig newton, split it in yeah, half. Yeah. Yep. Split that in half. Yep. And split that. How many times do you have to split it in half, Alex? Uh, like seven. What's ten twenty-four? No. Ten twenty. Split it in half to get to a oh a thousand. Sorry. Right to Sorry. get to a thousand. So what is, yeah. What is that? Twelve? No, I'm. Yeah. I'm totally no, wrong. no, 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 no. Ten. It's, ten uh, times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, split yeah. split a fig newton in half ten times, and that is how much of a you newton. You have a thousand. Yeah, you and that is how much of a newton, newton this per kilowatt. Is. So your microwave, like that, you probably have sitting in your kitchen, uses about a kilowatt on average. Um, and so that much power is what it takes to get a thousandth of a newton. Mm-hmm. So realizing that, I decided I would go ahead and rerun some calculations, <laughs> um, and. I knew I'd have to go a lot smaller than the uh, the space shuttle to get anywhere in any sort of reasonable amount of time. I so was yes, because I, I was curious. I'm like, you found a time that was smaller than what I remembered us calculating for the space shuttle. That's very impressive, right. Alex. But also, yes, instead of going to Alpha Centauri, which is what twelve light years away, we're, right. we're going to Proxima Centauri, which is four and a quarter light years away. <laughs> yep. And, and instead of in a space shuttle, we're going in a DeLorean full of gasoline. Right. <laughs> So um, I a did, fully loaded gasoline uh, DeLorean, so yes. a, with a full fuel tank, weighs about fifteen hundred kilograms. Which, for reference, just because this is not, I, I was a little snarky about this, but this is not too crazy a number to look at for any reason. Um, mm. The Voyager spacecraft, which is so right. far the thing that's furthest away from us right now that we put there, mm-hmm. is about half of that weight. Now, yeah. of course, it can't handle broadcast across four light years by any stretch no. of the imagination. But hey, if we were to double its size, maybe it could. So, like, if we were talking just like to get a satellite out there, that might actually, your DeLorean estimate might be a reasonable mass estimate. So, it is a reasonable mass estimate until you start thinking about power. So, <laughs> well, yes. The, <laughs> the, that, um, that is kind of the big problem with all of this. So, so, so I was thinking about like, oh, we want to get a DeLorean into like the orbit of another like star. Uh, so how are we, how are we going to do this? Okay. So we have an electric engine. What's a good electric value? Well, 1.21 gigawatts of power or gigawatts if pronounced appropriately. <laughs> so if you had a DeLorean, which was constantly being struck by lightning, fully loaded with gasoline. You, well, oh and God, it, I didn't see that. You made that assumption. <laughs> okay. What? What? I didn't see how much, how much, yeah, I didn't see how much power you were assuming yes. is just available for I'm, free. I'm assuming it has access to 1.21 gigawatts or 1.21 times 10 to the ninth. So gigawatts. it has a star inside of it. <laughs> no, I mean, you can get gigawatts out of like, uh, few, uh, not huge, uh, um, just a nuclear power plant. 
So how, like, so how? I mean, well, maybe enough. So you could so take a nuclear out power plant. How much? Out of seven hundred and twenty-two kilograms of RTGs, <laughs> you get about five hundred watts. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, I, but that's not all RTGs. Just all right, like. So assuming that Zeus is, fall, is following this thing, just slinging lightning bolts the whole freaking way. Right. Go ahead um, and continue. So I reran the math, um, and Kevin will put a link to the mathematics I no, come up I with. Don't. Yeah, I made an image. Click on the image. Oh, you have an image. Where is this image? Yes, I use LaTeX. I, got, I broke out my LaTeX scales. Um, it's right under total time equals years. Uh do you see there's like a latex two PNG? Ah, uh-huh. okay. Oh, latex. Um, so this was, yeah, latex. Okay, latex, whatever. Um, <laughs> a latte. I made you a latte. So if you if you want to look in the, the show notes, feel free to look at the, basically the equation I came up with. Mm-hmm. Um, so this you just plug and chug, and you get the number of years it takes to go a certain distance in light years. Um, uh, and there's a couple of conversion factors that you need to know. Basically, just the number of seconds in a year which is 3.15 times 10 to the seventh, um, and the number of meters in a light year, which is 9.46 times 10 to the 15th. Um, and if you plug and chug with that equation for a 1500 kilogram fully loaded DeLorean at 1.21 gigawatts, uh, Proxima Sartari being 4.25 light years away, um, you might notice something weird in, that, in the equation I came up with, uh, and that's the distance gets cut in half, and then you randomly have like a later multiple later on yep. it's because you need you can only accelerate for half the time you're solving uh, for a zero get, in the quadratic equation and then doubling it um, yeah because otherwise yeah, it becomes basically. a big pain otherwise then you have to use integrals yeah if you do the so, whole thing which is a big pain and theoretically like it should just be you know half and half anyway you should slow down at the same rate that you were speeding up and so it should just work out to be a perfect doubling it'll be within a very small margin of error right um so if you plug that in, uh, you get you can get to half approximate in thirteen point five years, um, which isn't that bad, except when you consider the amount of power that's required is literally an order of magnitude greater than uh, we were working with before. One other question that I have about this is: Did you actually look at what the what the what the velocity was at in the middle there? Because no, if but it's the greater average... than the speed of light, then your math is wrong. <laughs> So, no, I did. I did think about that. I didn't actually crunch the numbers um, you're because you're assuming constant acceleration. There is a cap to that, is all. Right. I mean, it's four and a half light years away, and you get there in about you know twelve light years. It's about one third the speed of light average. Um, and if your average speed, the uh, it's not going to be like your peak speed, but your peak speed's not going to be any greater than twice that. Well, because so I think still- when we initially calculated stuff, we we simply assumed that we we would uh, we would accelerate up to like point nine of the speed of light and then just coast yeah, and, and then decelerate. Yeah. Um, if yeah. you assume the sort of constant acceleration thing, then it does the math I think can work out where you're going like, Oh, while well, we're still accelerating. We get more than the speed of light and then we slow down. No, um, you, you, you won't go any faster than two thirds of the speed of light. Um, and okay. so relatively still really hasn't kicked in at that point. So I just ignore relativity because you don't really have to worry about it at those speeds. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this is just very basic, like AP physics, high school um, type math. Right. Uh, because I, didn't care about the fact that you're going two thirds the speed of light because relativity doesn't really have any effect at that point. Right. Um, so yeah. So assuming you can be constantly struck by lightning, it's not that hard to get a DeLorean <laughs> to uh, Alpha and Proxima using a NASA approved and tested warp, well, not warp drive, EM drive. Now. And so uh, if I'm, I'm thinking about this correctly, you're looking at a squared relationship. If you, between power and 
uh, and mm-hmm. time. So uh, if you had, or is it, maybe? Uh, so the basically, if you reduce the the available power by half, then you're doubling the amount of time, approximately. Yes, because the it the distance you can travel in a given amount, um, given a certain acceleration, is multiplied by time squared. Right. So oh. roughly, you're dealing between. Yeah. So to get this, so you said, so back under, you said this was about 10 times as much power as we had assumed before. An order of magnitude more than we had assumed before. Sure. I mean, I have the equation open. Roughly you're dealing with something like, uh, so given the power assumptions that we had made before, which were, what do you want me to make reality? Then the, do you want to know what it is if we only have 500 watts? Do you want to know what, how how long it would take? Yes. That's what, that's what I want to (laughs) know. So if we have 500 watts of power on our DeLorean, uh, it will take uh, 20,998 years. That is not a squared relationship at all. (laughs) I was just going to multiply it by four, but okay. (laughs) Well, no, because I went from... Kevin, I didn't cut the power in half. I cut the power from 1.21 gigawatts. Oh, right, right, okay. To 500 watts. Right, okay. So, I didn't cut the power in half. I reduced it by a ridiculous, like, fraction. Uh, I mean, we could theoretically take it up to 1,000 watts, even. Well, and also, um, let's not forget, though, also, in addition to your 29,000 years, we need to add four and a half to confirm that the satellite arrived safely. (laughs) (laughs) Let's oh, not okay. let's not just round that out. It's important to keep that one in mind. <laughs> well, no, you don't have to add all of that time in because it's yes, you do. Tracking well because you if you, you know need to know that it there. arrived, you can know you can know it should have arrived, but confirmation that it arrived and stopped. Well, you'll be four years out, sure. I guess yeah. that'd be weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I can insert any sort of arbitrary like I have this equation open in Wolfram Alpha with just like mark like things so i can basically like tweak it so so like a thousand watts uh you wind up getting there in fourteen thousand years mm. um, which is still not great uh well, i mean you, it's also possible it- that if you do if you if if you do some sort of coasting plan that you can i don't know if you have some sort of burst mode i guess where you can you know use a lot of energy all at once but then you're coasting at point whatever c and yeah. during that time, you are recharging. Um, so then I mean, your deceleration, can, you actually, you, we actually can use more, uh, more power than might be presumed for a constant thrust. Yeah. Um, the other, I mean, yeah. Presumably, you might even do a flyby probe the first time, um, which would double like or half. I, I don't even know what would happen. I'd have to change the equation. Um, so if we were just going to do a flyby. Uh, <laughs> At a megawatt of power, that would be which, a ter- that would be a terribly irresponsible thing to do. What if the poor Proxima Centaurans were just chilling out, and then all of a sudden this this thing flies by at half the speed of light, <laughs> uh, colliding going, into? It would, it, it would be going like the speed of light by the time it got there. Yes, um, and yeah, not not dodging out of the way of anything. <laughs> so as it stands right now, in the current configuration that NASA tested. Uh, slightly less exciting than I originally thought. 
Um, which I believe I did speculate a few weeks back was that I was kind of terrified that, oh, yeah, the EM drive is real. It's just not going to be anywhere near as powerful. Well, and um, if this if this I, test craft does launch, I think what I what I thought I had read is basically they're just going to see when does this re-enter the atmosphere. And if it's later than they expected, they'll go, maybe it works. Well, so the thing is, the even at these power ratios, it's still going to be about it can still output about eight times the atmospheric drag um, mm-hmm. in that sort of sparse upper atmosphere where you get hit by a, an, a molecule every few like minutes right. or whatever. Um, so they, they should be able to tell quite quickly, like fairly soon, if the orbit is getting bigger or the orbit is not. Um, and they're going to attempt to try to like maybe do some repositioning with it as well just over like long-term scale. So it'll, it'll all depend on like what happens when they get it up there. Um, but even if it is, does work, we have some power problems to solve, not unsolvable. Like a gigawatt of power is like a, a nuclear energy produced. Product. Or just make blah, a blah, more blah. efficient DM drive, Alex, get working on that. Well, right. And, that, <laughs> and that's the thing that that's the other thing. These are like very early versions, like the light bulb, like even LEDs. So LEDs used to be terribly inefficient. They, yes. they weren't very bright and they used a lot more power. Um, like when they were first just like accidentally invented, they weren't accidentally invented, but you know, with the first like working version that said, Oh, we have a, a light emitting diode um, was really, really terrible. And I, I imagine there'll be some optimizations, but like we have a lot, we like, I don't know if we'll get a thousand times better, but, and even a thousand times better will still require a fair amount of power. Um, but maybe. I mean, I think I think a lot more legitimate science has to be done on this once it's proven that it's not just a fake thing that someone made up. Which I'm looking forward to. It's just the awkward time where we don't know if we've ended. Yeah, I think I think we have to. We're we're running long. Okay. Okay. I think we've ended. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm done talking about the EM drive. So. Oh man, yeah. Sorry, I I didn't think we were going to spend so much time talking about Apple. So I thought you'd largely agree with me be like, yeah, no. it's annoying, but Hey, it, it doesn't affect my, Oh, it, it launched. What? It didn't blow up. The oh, thing good. launched. And didn't Hooray. Blow up. Yeah. You the, weren't watching this. The, the bravery thing. Just come on. Come on guys. <laughs> I, I did cringe at that. I, I'll give you that. Oh man. Um, I was also, I was disappointed because I was like, maybe courage, they'll announce any, Oh yeah. Courage. I was I was hoping that they'd maybe announce anything that I cared about, but then they're like, "Oh, it's just the phone." And, oh no, yeah. that's October. I could have told you that. Um, there's there's going to be a special event for like literally all of their computers, taking them all to USB C all at once in October. Oh geez, okay. There's just going to be a mass. Like the MacBook Air will get an update. The the MacBook Pros will get an update. Uh, the iMacs will get updated. Uh, we'll see if the Mac Pro lives or dies. <laughs> that's yeah. That's going to be an interesting question. Yeah, they've decided that they had enough computer stuff to update that they didn't want to just tack it on to the watch and phone. Then no Apple TV update or anything? I don't know. Um, It's not something I care about, but it just, it seemed weird. I was like, I woke up, I was like, I hadn't paid attention. I was like, oh, let me just Google, like, here are the things you missed about the Apple update. It was like, there's a phone. Um, Yeah, what? Is it still going on? Is like, if they just <laughs> is this just like the first announcements we made? And so I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, I uh, yeah. I well, mean, thank you very much. Always... I'm employed for keeping this company during uh oh, yes. during the recording. Always thank good you. to have people here, and congratulations on being employed still. That's fantastic <laughs> news. And uh, yeah, I think uh, we're gonna go ahead and stop broadcasting.
Because, cool. uh, yeah. And All right. thanks. We'll, we'll see you soon. Stop recording. Yeah, broadcasting is stuff.